0: We are the Campfire Teams from Lakeland, Florida, and you're listening to WMNF Tampa.
1: Find the shadows cast by rainbow, there you will meet the sage. Feeding rabbits bits of lettuce, or cleaning out the cage.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of The Sunday Forum, right here on WMNF Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota. Yes, yes, y'all. That was the sound of Jill Scott singing her rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, really, her rendition.
1: <laughs>
3: hmm. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes,
2: Lord. Yes, Lord. Everybody's just like Yes, Lord.
3: With a play, my so, Lord. Yeah, she said, "This is not the land of the free, but the home
2: of the slave." It is <laughs> the home of the slave. So, you know, I, I heard this last week uh, on on uh, radio, and I saw it on TV. And this was done at the Ethnics Fest. Well, before I begin, I'm sorry, folks. Uh this is Walter L. Smith II, your host. Uh, and the voice of the Tampa Bay area, right here on WMNF. And I'm right here in the studio with my main man, Mabili. Yes, sir. What's up, man? Not too much. You good,
3: you good? Outside of that. <laughs> that was that was something, wasn't it? That was something. That was something. I think she, uh, Jill Scott, had promised never to sing the national anthem, but when she did, she did of days ago, that. She did that. She one. did that. Yes, yes. If you're watching right now, you're
2: watching on the Facebook. Oh Lord, we got yeah. calls already. So if you're watching right now, you got uh, you're watching on the Facebook page. We'll be uh, shooting over to the Sunday Forum Facebook page as well. And let me tell you, Mobili, well, I was. Not shocked, per se. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Pleasantly surprised. Very pleasantly surprised. What she did was a Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. She did a Colin Kaepernick. I doubt very seriously that she's going Matter of fact, I know for a fact, she's not going to be blackballed anywhere. Mm-hmm. No. At all. And so there are no re- repercussions for her for this, right? Um, This is not the 1940s and 1950s or 60s and so forth where you couldn't get blackballed and it would destroy your entire career. This is not going to happen with her because as we know, if you know anything about Jill Scott, first of all, she is a person of great, great stature in the the R&B industry, in the neo-soul world, and in the hip-hop world. And this being the 50th, mind you, 50th year, the birthday, 50th birthday of hip-hop. Yeah. (laughs) Hip-hop culture, hip-hop. I call it hip-hop culture, but hip-hop is the culture. And, you know, Jill Scott started out, really, in Philadelphia with The Roots. One of my favorite groups. And I tell you, Mobili, this is outstanding. I'm glad to see that this is happening. I'm glad to see that this has become the rave. Uh, I'm hoping that it will spark, it will spark people as things like this have sparked people in the past to to be more motivated, to really understand what's happening, why it's being sung. Uh, And with her response to that, she was responding to The same thing that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, and that is the fact that you have people in this country who are being killed, number one, Um, and, you know, at the hands of authorities that we're supposed to be trusting with our lives, with the safety of our communities and so forth, right? This is happening all around this country. And she's putting on the front stage, on the world stage, truthfully, with this. She's putting on the world stage the United States of America for its atrocities because it needs to be, number one. First of all, it needs to be. But second of all, there, there needs, there, there there's this, um, there's this, prevailing attitude right that we are somehow not supposed to be able i say we black folks are not supposed to be able to say anything like this and and that our history and everything is supposed to be swept under the rug and not discussed
3: and that's it and on top of that someone as wealthy as jill scott is not supposed to be saying anything either uh She's wealthy. That's the attitude. Right. That's the, yeah, you're right. That is a conservative attitude.
2: Uh, She's wealthy. She doesn't have any of these issues. And so why is
3: she singing this? We don't know know what issues she's had. You know, she wasn't always wealthy, but she's definitely black. And even if you're wealthy in America, you could still be treated as second-class citizen. And um, thrown in the jail, you know, and... Beaten. Murdered. Right. Killed. Right. And that's know. the slave, that's the land of the slave. Right. That she's singing about. And when the communities are still being colonized, well, there you go. hmm
2: Right? So well done, Jill Scott. Well done. And and how how uh myopic of those people who would make the comment, the response, that she's rich. Or wealthy, so why is she? Why is she singing this? Why? Is she, why? What gives her the right to say any of this or right. do any of this? So as if to separate her, and there goes that classism thing. Right? right? Exactly. Uh, it, whatever fits their narrative to be able to shut us up. Right. Again, I say whatever fits their narrative to shut us up. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to use. In order to do it, uh, so you know, shout out to Jill Scott and and uh, this morning, if you want to show your support for Jill Scott and for that rendition of the of the Star Spangled Banner, please do. So we, yeah. we call in and, and give your support. She took more than a knee; she put up a fist. I'm telling she, you, I'm telling you, she she did that. She did that. And so that, and that, and, and it takes a lot of guts to do something like that. I got, I gotta tell you, it takes a lot of guts to do that. And just to sing the Star Spangled Banner,
3: period. Mm-hmm. But, but, she got up there and did that. Right, and you know we're supposed to be invisible people. When Shirley Ralph did the Black National Anthem, oh my at, gosh. <laughs> at the Whoa. Super Bowl, and white Whoa. conservatives went crazy. They went stock raving mad. They lost
2: their rabbit minds. Completely. Completely. So, hey, man, you know, I'm okay with it. (laughs) I am more than okay with this. I really am. I really am. And for those who aren't, well, you know where you can go. (laughs) (laughs) Purgatory. All right, folks. Uh, Last week, I I made the mistake of... And I got to admit this, and I got to say this. Last week, I made the mistake of not mentioning the, and commemorating the birth of one of our heroes, a serious hero in African liberation. And that is Prime Minister Patrice Lumumba, who was the first prime minister of the Congo, of Zaire, uh, what what became later on as, as Zaire. Uh, So, you know, happy, you know, happy birthday, uh, if you will, in memoriam to him. What a gruesome, gruesome end. But he was willing to sacrifice himself for the liberation of his people. I mean, really, really. And exposed a lot of things with regard to the activities the activities of of this of, of of the United States government and the the Kleinstein activities of the United States government and Belgium and in uh, its long time uh, activities in that region, it really did. Mm-hmm. It the also Kong, the Congo, yeah. It, it also established. It also established. Uh, Russia, as a player, if you will, an actor in this whole thing as well, although Russia did, in fact, deny uh, Zaire, uh, the, the Congo, any, any help with regard to arms and things like that when he was looking for support, uh, he was not able to get it. So, and of course, ultimately, that move was the excuse that was used for his demise in the end, is assassination. So, you know, it's it's interesting to watch. I say, folks, listen, watch. Please do watch King Leopold's Ghost. You can watch that on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. And you can watch, um, gosh, I will give you the name of it. It was the Patrice Lumumba story that was actually... Um, that actually came out about 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. I'd say actually 15 years ago. So I, I really, and it was on HBO when it came out. I really, really recommend that people watch that because it was a very well-done uh, movie. And any documentaries that you can find on Patrice Lumumba, please do. And please share that information with your children, with your children so that they can see and they can understand what happened. See and understand what happened. And, and you know what, be I think, I think one of the things that we ought to do uh, in order to support the effort in black history being taught like this, I think we ought to show this type of thing. Right? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I think what we're going to do is watch out, folks. We are going to, the Sunday Forum is going to uh, put together an evening of black history, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not just going to be one evening. There will be several evenings. But we've got to organize it, okay? So give us a chance to organize it. We're just promising that we're going to do it. So in the coming weeks, you will hear information about that. And uh, it'll be coming from Mobili uh, during his show on Monday, right, Mobili? Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So on his on this show on Monday, and what's the name of your show, Mobili? Community Speak. There we go. I'm giving you the, the like. Come on, man, say the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> Community speaks, man. Monday, twelve noon, right here on WMNF at eight point five, Tampa. Listen to it, please, my main, man, man Mobili from the Fourth Estate is out there putting out the news, the news for you mm-hmm. and, and giving you perspective and listening to perspectives, right? That's right. Yeah, so we want to hear from you. Uh, okay, so, yeah, we're going to do that. We're definitely going to do that to support the effort of Black history being taught to our children and to the community, right? So we're going to do that. All right, so let's let's talk about what we've seen recently with regard to the election the presidential election, and where we are right now. Because I am seeing some very interesting stats, very interesting informa- narratives about it coming from, not from the liberal side, not from the left, but coming actually from the GOP. Mm-hmm. And they are, of course, not happy with Ron DeSantis. <laughs> right? Rhonda. Apparently, has been trying to. I don't know exactly what his people are doing. It's kind of crazy. They made this this commercial. Have you seen the commercial? No, but I heard about it. Wow! It's about the homophobic commercial. Not sure. What was, <laughs> not sure what message was supposed to be there. Not sure. <laughs> not sure at all. In fact, <laughs> Donald Trump. If, if you if your goal if his goal was to somehow Dethrone Donald Trump. He did not do a good job of it. He did not. If his if his goal has been to be uh, to be anti uh, LGBT, <laughs> then uh, LGBT. Excuse me. I am not trying to leave anybody. I'm just trying to move forward here, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, then nope. Nah, nah, did didn't work. Didn't work. In fact, it probably made him look more pro <laughs> than kids. I'm just saying. Because what he did, in fact, in the beginning of the of the commercial, you'll see Donald Trump talking about how he has no problem with with uh transgender people using uh whatever bathroom they need to use, right? Re- relevant to their but I'm not sure how to say it, relative to their pronoun. Right. Okay, that's that's the first thing, and then it follows up. He's asked the question several times in the course of the very beginning of the commercial. It then fades out, or is taken over by this heavy boom 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 electronic music, like club music, right? Where you see Ron DeSantis stepping off a plane and speaking and. All this of stuff. And you see flashes of men, of, of muscular men on the screen, right? In scantily, scantily clad, uh, no shirt, probably some drawers on, whatever it is they wear. And they were sweating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that I'm stuff. I'm just curious. I'm just asking. Yeah, <laughs> apparently so. Apparently so. So I, I mean, I, not apparently. It, it that's what it was on. That was that was yeah. That's what they were wearing. So we're sitting there, and I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, "What in the world is this?" Now, the GOP has, has been has been saying, "Hey man, you know what, what what are you doing?" He's off the wall, completely off the rocker. He's going he's going too far. They're saying with trying to get what message out exactly,
3: right. That he's, I don't know, worse than forty-five on LGBTQ, and uh, he's gonna be meaner to him. But you know what I'm hearing is that Republicans are calling him a damned embarrassment. Yeah, he's just, you know, I I, I already predicted he peaked too soon. You know, trying to thump his chest after that fake nineteen-point win. In Florida during the midterms, you know, and, you know, that after he suppressed the vote, he redistricted a district that got rid of a black representative. You know, he's been running, you know, all kinds of schemes, just running game on the on the voting public. And now he's on the campaign trail trying to take a bow and trying to show that he's more fascist than all the other Republicans out there. And. He's just a damn embarrassment and people are saying he needs to just <laughs> shut up and go away. He's just waste time. But the He's pro yeah wasting his time and then man Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta say
2: this, I gotta point this out. So it's just been reported that in the independent news that he just signed off on a bill criminalizing trans people using public bathrooms. <laughs> and who's gonna do the watching what?
3: You who's, know, who's policing
2: this, that? Right. You know what? The the whole bathroom thing, okay, I get people's concerns. I, 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 let, let, let me be clear about this. I get people's concerns, okay? Those who have concerns with it, okay? Uh, but this focus on that, this focus that people have on this is getting way out of hand, way out of hand. And what he's doing here is a waste of time. Why is he signing off on a bill criminalizing mm-hmm. trans people? What is, now? You know, anything that he can do to to criminalize or vilify somebody, uh, a, a minority or a an oppressed group, or whatever whatever he can do, he, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. And, and I just honestly.
3: But the fact that he's been, waste, he's been propped up by this legislature with all of these useless laws. We have like two hundred laws. Some of them might be pretty benign and uh, but most of them were useless, which was intended to prop him up. And what happens if he loses? He's gonna be or doesn't get the nomination. He's gonna be a pissed off governor that's gonna come back here and run, you know, all kinds of game on this state. So right. we need to we need to watch out for a loser governor who come back. He's been propped up. He didn't have to resign to run for president because the legislature took care of that for him. So when he comes back, he's still gonna Foolishly. be in. Go- he's still gonna be in power at the governor's mansion with his weird wife, and they're gonna be you know running you all kinds is, of laws. you see what is weird? Yeah, they put her on the campaign trail to keep him off of it. You know because. You know, she's supposed to be his savior and sounds better, but she's really his 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 uh his attack dog. She gets people fired from around him. So, you know, she's she's supposed to be the softer face of the dissenters, but I think she's the harder face. He's just an embarrassment. Yes, and yes. when he comes back off the campaign trail after losing, he's gonna He's gonna be a an even more dangerous fascist in this state. Yeah. Yeah. Um we got about three calls ever we got, since we've we, been talking about Jill Scott. Oh uh, boy. It, it, let me tell you,
2: um, and, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about this white nationalism thing that's that's going on right now as well. We are seeing this thing, this this these sites that are starting to emerge now. Um and, and the report is stunning, actually. It's astounding. Astounding, not stunning, but astounding. Um uh, by David McAfee. This particular story uh, is titled White Nationalist Sites Leaked Information Shows How Its Ideology Spreads a Report. So he's reporting on that, uh, so that we will understand what's happening. And I gotta tell you honestly, uh I think that anybody, I'm being very honest with you, I think that anybody that carries around the swastika and and, and the Confederate flag, but except probably, you know, probably not the Confederate flag so much as, well, yeah, yeah, Confederate flag, shit. Yeah, because they lost. Both of them. (laughs) They lost. It's treasonous, right? I think, truthfully, just like in Germany, if you do anything like that over there, it's, it's treason and it is punishable by imprisonment over in Germany, right? To even even act like it, to look like it, whatever, you cannot do that in Germany. I think that here in the United States, it ought to be that you go to jail. You are there ought to be a ban on that. They ought not to be able to sell that. They ought not to be able to. Uh, uh, people ought not to be able to walk around with that with that whole thing. And I don't care anything about all that. You cannot. I'm telling you right now, if I was a governor, now you want to talk about somebody wasting, that, that's not a waste of time. If I was a governor, I'd make it official. If they'd be mad with me. or oh, they will be mad with me. Because I'm telling you right now, I would make it official. You will go to jail mm-hmm. if God catch you with that flag. You will go to prison. Yes, sir. Now, and I want to hear what people got to say about it. About what I just said, you will go to prison. And 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 let me be clear, the Black Nationalist flag is not the same thing at all, not one bit. And and, I, and okay. I can give you now we can have that discussion, but it'll be a stupid discussion. It'll be a stupid discussion because you know why, you know, daggum well why. So let's let's
3: go to the phone lines, and we're going to have this discussion about that this morning. All right, caller. Go ahead. You're on the Sunday Forum.
0: Yes. Good morning. Good morning. This is this is Margaret and excuse the frog voice this morning.
2: Girl, I'm no, no frog voice. You sound nice. <laughs> How you doing?
0: But I want to I want to give, as you say, a shout out, a kudos or whatever, to Jill Scott. I appreciate that. But I will tell you, <laughs> when it first came on, and I was sitting here, I didn't hear the words too well at first. So I said, "What is wrong with Walter?" <laughs> I thought you were making the real one your, your, your um, theme song oh and no I kept saying that's a problem <laughs> so then again <laughs> so then I heard the word I said okay <laughs> so anyway I appreciate that and it doesn't matter how rich you get in this country because the first thing the races see are your is your color that's right. Mm-hmm. And, and Oprah can tell you about that when she was going to a certain shop, a uh, shop, rather, S-H-O-P, to mm-hmm. uh, purchase something, and they saw her coming, and all of a sudden they closed the they closed the store. So anyway, they see your color first, but thank you.
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very uh-huh. much. We appreciate your call. And let, let me tell you, uh, if, if, if they'll... <laughs> I was not going to do that. I definitely was not going to do that. But I tell you what, I had to have. I told Billy before the show started. I said, "Listen, man, we agree. Play that song because we got to get people. We got to get the shock value out of it. We got to get the shock value. We got to wake people up. And this, clearly, it did that. It got its, it got its intended uh, um, uh, effect. So, thank you very much.
3: You confirmed that." Okay, caller, Hi. you're on the Sunday form.
2: Yes. How are you doing today? Good morning. How you doing? Guys, doing this morning. All right. Good.
4: Good. Well, let me go. <laughs> Excuse me.
2: Let me go over the laundry list here and stuff. I'm trying. No, to no, it. no laundry list now. We got. Okay. Go, this no, no, Small. I said small. The top right. Three um,
3: items. No, yeah. Not,
4: <laughs> not, but, not but here, real quick. First of all, what's happening, DeSantis? is what we knew had happened with Florida gets exactly what it deserves, okay? Well, you remember during the DeSantis campaign, I mean, just look at Andrew Gillum. He ran circles when it came to debating over Ron uh, DeSantis, okay? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and Charlie Crist ran him circles around this guy, okay? We knew this guy was not common, but, you know, why did DeSantis get elected? Because there are those many of those in Florida that believe that uh, uh, that uh, that, uh, that they didn't want a black man to be governor of the state, and we knew from what the census is saying that he was just plain incompetent. So you know, if, if what we see now is, had we got rid of him, had people that had sense enough to get to not vote for him and make him governor, you wouldn't have this problem. But you know, when you empower an idiot and, and he goes for all of this, what he's doing now is childish behavior. And then he gets thinks he's empowered to get into the national stage. Now he looks like a fool, but he's always been a fool to us because we seen him way back when. You know, so we get it. The Florida gets exactly what it deserves. They knew of this man was incompetent and stuff. But you know, the best thing is over there. The second thing, I'm glad you brought up the thing about Lumumba. I think that's something that, that that has direct implications to what's happening now. And that brings you, when you talk about that Nazi flag, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the, being the, being arrested for that, we should have long uh, arrested folks for the Confederate flag that got along with them. And you go to South Africa, you see that... Uh, the, the the awb a- flag. awb a- groups you see that they wear the same flag that nazi supremacy flag that uh that they have here yeah, in here in america and here in 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 germany so i can go into that but you know um uh, I, I, I i'm not the second thing and when we talk about confederates okay we talk let me look at this i just wanted to bring i did a little bit of research this we on the uh, Supreme court. Okay. And the makeup of the Supreme court now, 2023 and this makeup of the Supreme court, 1896 and stuff in the Plessy V Ferguson, the political, they were the political philosophy behind those two Supreme courts are one and the same. They were all based upon graft, you know, the problems with the civil service, uh, um, uh, pop, but that you've seen in civil service in back in the 1860s where Garfield ended up getting shot and stuff, but the corruption that it took to get anywhere in a court. And you see that when you look at the individual members, for example, on that same court that decided Plessy D. Ferguson was a guy named Edwin White. Check this guy out. This guy was a Confederate uh, soldier in the in, in, in Louisiana. And after the war, and he was a Ku Klux Klan member, okay, on the Supreme Court. And in fact, he, he became the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Edwin White, from 1910 to 1921 of the United States of America. And there were three other people on that same court that had also fought in the Confederate Army. So, you know, you want to know. And look at, look at this, some of these other characters that are paid off by the corruption there. Corruption, with, uh, uh, like, for example, Fuller, the guy named the head of Medville Fuller. He is a chief justice at the time. He was from Illinois. The guy hated Lincoln, and he was put on there by Garfield. But, uh, yeah, Garfield not Garfield, but uh, um, Grover Cleveland. And he hated, he was placed he, everything
3: Lincoln did. He was put on there to dismantle. Her. God, her there. Like we're losing the quality lost, of the call. we lost on that one. But uh, the Supreme Court is being con- condemned today as acting more like a legislature. You know? Yeah, yeah. And not a court. Not a court. <clears throat> Back to the telephone lines here on the Sunday Forum before we go to the break, Walter. Go ahead, caller. we got? Him. Good morning, good morning. Uh. Good morning. Uh, What's going on, man? Uh, hey, I'm loving
5: the show, man, and how you started it out for show That Gil Scott is on my top radar as females now. Oh. He, yeah, hey. he moved all the way up on the chart. after That one for me, but uh, <laughs> I always like to be. But uh, I'd like to, you know, happy birthday to Brock and Bryce. They're they birthday twins, and i uh, glad to see them making here, but... I also happy
3: want birthday, out. twins.
5: To them, yeah, uh, yeah, they appreciate you, man, and I'm trying to help them make it through this gap we got.
2: Well, happy birthday, was... Brock and Bryce, yeah. from the happy Sunday Forum. Yeah, they appreciate it. They probably dead to the world. <laughs> <laughs> they're, <laughs>
3: they're, they're always back. the archives. Uh, Spotify.
5: Yeah, yeah. But, but B-Late and Walter, mm-hmm. I looked up this thing about the Swastika just to keep us accurate. It says in age of the swastika symbol first appears in the archaeological record around 3000 BCE in the Indus Valley civilization.
2: Yes, so aware, we're aware of that. Fact. Yeah, we're aware
5: it appears that. in the Bronze Iron Age, but I would want to say it, it was a cross. The cross is all the crosses and all those symbols of the flag, uh were were taken from from the uh, the original cross that you see. All it is is this to create a swastika to create the rebel flag it's just uh two inverted like a uh, triangles. and with the swastika they just added some stuff on the ends of the cross see so it's uh been stolen and hijacked mm-hmm. and they always want to hijack somebody else's stuff and use it so that that flag is don't represent nothing that they think it does so just wanted to add that to the show today so people have that information and um
2: I hear appreciate that a lot that. of little feedback. So I'm gonna get off, and you guys have a wonderful show, man. Uh, we appreciate that, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, that is something that we're aware of, and that that it does show up in the, in this valley, uh, in the, in this Hindu uh, valley, and in in the uh, there are some statues that you'll find in uh, from that area, from that region, that actually have this what we know as a swastika um, on those uh, those statues. And uh, now, quite honestly, I don't know what the, what the purpose is, you know, or anything like that. But what I do think... I, I
3: it's think religious and cultural. It
2: definitely is religious, yeah. And, and according to them, what I'm aware of is the fact that there was, because uh, Adolf Hitler was such an occultist and people around him were also uh, heavily into the occult, they would uh, they they labeled those things occult or occultish, and they took those items and made it a part of their they uh appropriated them if you will, and made it a part of their sick agenda so yeah it still
3: doesn't make any better they tried to appropriate the statue of queen Nefertiti mm-hmm. the uh, the sun god Akhenaten because uh, I think he represented. The cult, the first cult around the sun, mm-hmm. the sun god, and this whole idea of monotheism introduced to Egypt, which was outrageous. <laughs> you know? So yeah, the the Nazis a- appropriated a lot of cultural symbols, trying to take advantage for themselves mm-hmm. exactly. to make so, their own culture seem ancient when it really, it really wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're aware of
2: that fact. And we're glad that you brought it up, though, brother. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Let's let's go to the lines. We have another call.
3: Yep. 813-239-9663. This is the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, call her. You're on the air. Call You're on the Sunday Forum.
2: We're waiting on you.
6: <laughs> there we go. All right. Make sure hey, you turn on the radio. The hey, thanks for the show, guys. All right. I I agree with you, um that uh I don't think the flag should be flown, but we have something called the First Amendment, so you know, we gotta Hello.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, we're, we're here Yes, we're here. Hello Yes,
6: uh, you
3: gotta turn you Yeah, turn your radio yeah. down.
6: <laughs> okay, there you go. Sorry. Uh about the uh, Confederate flag. Um I agree with you that it shouldn't be flown, but we also have a First Amendment, which gives people the right to express their opinion, so it's it's kind of tough there, but what I would think about is um, people always say it's about state rights, state rights, and I would ask them, well, what state rights were they they fighting for? Most people can't tell you that, and then I would suggest that they go read the five declarations of uh, independence by the uh, five states that wrote them, and the Last thing I would say is that everybody's always upset about the the battle flag is the Confederate flag, but that's not actually the Confederate flag of the actual nation. That flag is flying over the state house in Georgia. They just put a little symbol on the blue field. But mm. thanks for the show.
2: All right, all right. Hey, thank you, man. We appreciate the words. Um, yeah, you know, I've I've heard we, we've actually had shows relevant to that issue. Well, to the Confederate flag and the various types of Confederate flags that have flown uh, here during the hmm, during the time of the Civil War. Uh, let me let me be clear about this point. And again, I thank you for bringing up that the, that subject uh, or that part of this of this discussion. Let me be clear about this point. Regardless of whether it was flown, you know, on the battlefield or otherwise, what we know for certain is it's very well documented. Very well documented. Uh, where it was flown, why it was flown, what it what it symbolizes, what it stands for, and I think that, you know, the like you said, you know, the issue of states' rights, it stands for states' rights and all this other stuff. And as, as you as you further as you go on to say, of course. Uh, well, what states' rights are you referring to? Well, the states' rights to be economically independent, okay, but being economically dependent, uh, independent means what exactly, or meant what for them? That meant for them to continue in uh, with their chattel slavery, right, and there. to to um, to hold us,
3: our ancestors, as political prisoners. As I, as I call it, uh, it became white. It, was, it became basically a white organizing symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole states' rights became an argument for white supremacy. Right, and to continue to do that, to to continue that oppression and the oppressive
2: uh, positioning, poisoning, and, and 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 things like that, that it continued to do even after, in, well, into the well into the twentieth century. Uh, you're talking about something that was isn't there's nothing good about it
3: right the first one i'm just looking at a list of this, the different variants of the confederate flags the first one was called the stars and bars that was right at the onset of the civil war and then the stainless banner which uh showed that first showed that crisscross of stars and then there's the blood stained banner mm-hmm. <laughs> which showed the crisscross of stars in the upper left corner, but one big red bar on the on the right side of the of the flag. Right. So those are the basic basic uh, uses are the symbols. But of course, it underwent all kinds of this. It seems like the second flag went through like five different changes. You know? <laughs> so it's like they could never really make up their minds. They kept trying to tell a different story. Using colors and the stars, and then I noticed even the governor DeSantis used the flag with it only 15 stars on it. So I think that had something to do with the original colonies. Uh, maybe it was 13 stars, and it just I don't I don't understand why he would use a flag with only 13 stars on it on his campaign trail. Doesn't make sense. Hmm. Mm you he to send a message.
2: I guess so. I guess so. Like like Andrew Gillum said, I'm not saying you're racist, but the people who know you were saying that you're racist. <laughs> the racists are calling you racist. The racists, <laughs> racists are calling you racist. So, hey, here's what it is. Hey, was- listen, let me tell you. This, uh, we have one person discussing the swastika, and I think two about the stars, the, the so called stars and bars, right? Okay, so uh, the swastika, to me, I I, I just gotta say, man, is is such a it's so all of it's stupid. It's all stupid. Mm -hmm. First of all, let me be clear, it's all stupid. But what's what is really disturbing to me is the sick nature. Of what they both symbolize. The sick nature of what they both symbolize. When when you think about what the, the 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 propaganda that went out about the swastika, about you know people who flew under who, who served under the swastika, right? I mean, there were whole war crimes, war crime tribunals that were that were held. About this stuff. I mean, the people were murdered under this flag. The
3: Nazi flag.
2: Yeah. Our grandparents, and and, and this is a slap in the face, mind you, watch this, it's a slap in the face of all people who fought in the wars in, in uh, World War I and II, even though it was World War II where the swastika was actually flying. But, you know, it's a slap in the face to the black soldiers especially, and to the black soldiers, why? Because we fought hoping, just like we, fought, like we hoped in everything else, in all the other wars we fought in, we fought hoping that we could be Americans, finally. Right? That we could be a part of this nation, finally after after giving our lives, our blood, and sweat, and our tears, and, and everything, to fight for this nation during World War II and, and serve
3: with distinction yeah, in every was, single battle. It was always a contradiction, whether we're talking about the American Revolution or the Civil War. You know, we fight, but, you know, we exit the war after the fight still... Less free than everybody else, right. and it's a big contradiction. Even up until Vietnam, Vietnam soldiers who were black were coming back talking about how the white soldiers were so racist against them, and the in the system was was treating them differently, and they couldn't have the same rights when they got back home, even after right. doing that fight. You know, so I mean, white soldiers were mistreated, but black soldiers got it worse than anybody else. Yeah. And white soldiers did get mistreated after the war because Mm -hmm. the United States lost. You know, the United States was seen as the losers in the Vietnam War. And so a lot of people did mistreat those soldiers, regardless of color when they came back. But the contradictions of the way black soldiers were treated Mm -hmm. continued in Vietnam after the Vietnam War, just as it had after earlier wars. World War II was a big contradictory feeling among soldiers that you're fighting for the freedoms you know, against the, those who are being mistreated by the Nazis, and yet you come back home to mistreatment. Right, right. You, you come back home as a second-class citizen.
2: Yeah, give them the, the front cart along with everybody else, but they're the prisoners. Right. The prisoners of war. But because they're white and we're black, we had, our people had to sit in the bed. My grandfather Back used to tell me, "Yeah, my grandfather used to tell me about that stuff, man.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, um, I couldn't imagine living in such a world. Oh
2: you know? man, <laughs> was, oh my gosh! And, but you but know,
3: how there were, dare they? There were those who resisted, like Rosa Parks, for wow. instance. You know, Rosa Parks was already sitting in the black section of the bus in Montgomery in 1955, but the white section had filled up, so they needed the four first for seats in the black section for white people to sit down. And she refused to get up. She said, listen, I'm not moving.
2: And that would have
3: been me too, you know, in those, you know, in that time. I could not, probably not have survived that time. You know, here I'm already sitting in the black section. Are you telling me I got to give up my seat and move to the back of the bus? Come on, man. And, you know, she said, she told Jesse Jackson years later that I thought of Emmett Till who had just been killed in August of that same year. And she said, I just couldn't go back. You know, so just like those soldiers, when they came back, they were more galvanized. It, but,
2: it, it, I just, oh. Well, being, I'm, I'm just telling you flat out. They would hate me. They, they, would, they, would, hate, they would hate me. They'd be <laughs> out to get me, that's for sure. They'd definitely be out to get me. But I'm telling you right now, I would sign it into law an executive order, starting with the state of Florida. If I were the governor, I would, I would actually do that. I would sign it into law that these flags, if you are caught flying these flags, it's, and especially the swastika, especially the swastika, if you are caught flying these flags, you will be prosecuted and you will go to jail. Yeah, and that of course they're gonna stand behind this the they can the first amendment <laughs> all they want to doggone it. I I tell you what, they have a hard time.
3: But they'll, they will go to jail. They'll violate black people's first amendment rights. I mean Colin Kaepernick's first amendments were violated. Black Lives Matter. But we're gonna is start violating this. Let's
2: violate this but now. Don't violate theirs. Let's violate theirs. First Amendment, come on, man. That's <laughs> sick. That's sick. That, that, if, if you don't think that's sick, if the the fact that you can justify that means that you're sick. There's something wrong with you. There's something seriously wrong with you. How dare you? I mean, these folks, these black folks set up there and fought these wars and came back and got it. <laughs> Got lynched in this in their
3: doggone uniform. Lynched in their uniform because they couldn't stand to see black soldiers in a uniform.
2: Come on, man. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, let me let me stop. We calm down. We calm yeah. down. Uh, yeah. We have two calls that are up right now. Callers, hang tight until after the break, the NPR break, and we will make sure to come directly to you. When we come back, okay. Uh, This is the Sunday Forum with your host Walter. I'll spend the second the voice of the Tampa Bay area with my main man Mobili. Yep, from the the State Crew, and we will be right back.
3: Tampa. is the Sunday Forum. Call everybody and let them know. They can call us 813-239-9663. Walter will be right back.
6: You are listening to WMNF Tampa.